and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Amen. At the Lord's command, the whole community of Israel left the wilderness of sin. Now, it's not sin because it's a bad wilderness, just happens to be the name. (laughs) The wilderness of sin and moved from place to place. Eventually, they camped at Rephidim. Everyone say Rephidim. Eventually, they camped at Rephidim, but there was no water there for the people to drink. Let me read to you Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy, who believes that this morning? God is rich in mercy because of His great agape, His great love with which He loved us. Agape love uh, seeks the highest good of an individual because of His great agape. He seeks the highest good for you with which He loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. In 2015, I touched on this passage in Exodus chapter 17. If okay, I'm going to lean into it a bit more today, but with something that God's been speaking to me about. This has actually come out of our Bible reading plan. I follow our church's Bible reading plan. I believe in systematic reading of God's Word instead of kind of opening up the page and saying, Lord, speak to me today. (laughs) It's good. It's good to systematically go through the Word of God. There's not a person in this room who has not been touched by mercy. Mercy is wonderful. It's mysterious. It's rich. It's deep. And often when we think about mercy, we can associate it with a person that we know by the name of mercy. Anyone know a person by the name of mercy? Or you think about your own story and your own journey, how God has touched you with His mercy. Mercy is God's tender-hearted, loving nature. And all of us have been touched by His tender-hearted, loving nature. Judgment brings correction. Mercy builds connection. It's how we relate to our God, simply because of His, come on, His mercy. This passage that we read this morning, Ephesians, says that our God is rich in mercy. He's not just merciful. The Word of God says that He is rich in mercy. Think of the richest person you know. That person has the ability to gather goods, create, do what they want to do. If they like that, they grab it. I followed the block a little bit, first time ever in my life. My wife, Alison, convinced me. And uh, there's a guy who seems to buy all the houses at the end and whatever house he liked, he kind of bought. He was rich. The Bible says that our God is rich 
in mercy. There's an abundance. Speaks to the open-hearted nature of our God. He's rich in mercy. But also, when the Word of God says that He's rich in mercy, it's not just talking about the quantity of what God is able to deliver, it's also referring to the quality. For example, you can buy hand cream that will do okay, but when something is rich, you only need to use a certain amount. Why? Because it's rich, high quality. God's mercy is not just something that we measure in terms of its quantity, but it's also its quality, quality. Lamentations tells us that the mercies of the Lord are new every morning, every day. God, come on, He has mercy. And at times, we're called by God to attentively gaze upon His mercy. Now, when we think about mercy, one of the great ways to understand it is simply by having a better understanding of love. Now, when we talk about God's love, is it a feeling? Is it a, an emotion? And all of those things are true, but the way that God touches our heart with His love is He relates to us through mercy and grace. So when you experience mercy and you experience God's grace, you have experienced His love. So when we think a little bit more about mercy, we know a lot about grace in the modern church. Grace is the unearned, undeserved, unmerited favour of God. Most of us understand grace, but not too many people understand God's mercy. But you cannot have an understanding of God's grace unless you also understand His mercy. Grace and mercy go hand in hand. So it's a little bit like me holding this 50 cent coin and on each side of the coin, there's a little picture uh, demonstrating, pointing towards something. You can't choose when you hold a coin in your hand to say, I will have the one side. In order to embrace the coin, you've got to have both. You need mercy and you need grace. Although similar, very, very different. It's a little bit like your face. You can't say, I'll have this side of my face, but this side I won't. <laughs> similar, but there are differences. So is the grace and the mercy of God. 
So then let's quickly define what grace is so we can also then understand what mercy is. In His grace, He gives us what we do not deserve. Come on, who knows that to be true? In His grace, He gives to us what we do not deserve. Unearned, unmerited, undeserved favour of God. Grace is empowering. However, mercy, He does not give us what we do deserve. Mercy is God withholding. Mercy is God saying, you deserve that. There's a judgment that's required, but I choose not to. Why? Because I am merciful. In Exodus chapter 17, we read that the children of Israel have come out of slavery, out of Egypt. They saw, they experienced power and possibility. And they are in the early stages of their wilderness wanderings. The wilderness Uh, As you know, it's a dry, harsh and hostile environment. They come to a place called Rephidim. Uh, This place, Rephidim, the name literally means a rest or resting places. So they're thirsty, uh, they're in a dry, arid environment, they're hoping for water. They come to Rephidim, there's no water and the people get a little bit upset because their expectation was that this would be an oasis in the desert. It's a little bit, a little bit like looking at a holiday brochures and when you kind of get there, it looks vastly different. <laughs> Who knows what I'm talking about? And so these people, they become disappointed because their expectation did not, was not met simply because there was no water in the place. Then in Exodus chapter 17, verse two, it says, therefore the people contended with Moses. They're upset, these people, because they wanted water, no water, Rephidim, resting places. They contended with Moses and said, give us water that we may drink. So Moses said to them, why do you contend with me? Why do you tempt The Lord. Now it's a fascinating verse, and the reason why it's a fascinating verse is because when you actually dig a little bit deeper, the word contended that's actually used there literally in the Hebrew means this to bring a lawsuit against. So these people are bringing a lawsuit against Moses and against God because there is no water to drink. Now, the reason why they they believe they have a genuine legal claim is because they are under the Abrahamic covenant. And under the Abrahamic covenant, there are three promises, excuse me, that's been given to them. The first one is protection, provision and presence. And so they are bringing a legal claim against Moses saying, we followed you, we are under the Abrahamic covenant and we are now about to die of thirst. So let's have a look at those three charges that they bring against Moses and God. First one is, as you see it in Exodus chapter 17, verse two, it says, therefore the people brought a legal claim contended 
against Moses and said, give us water that we may drink. That is provision. In verse three, it says, but tormented by thirst, they continued to argue with Moses. Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Are you trying to kill us? That is, we deserve protection, provision, protection. And the last one, presence, verse seven. Israel argued with Moses and tested the Lord by saying, is the Lord here with us or not? So essentially they are saying, Moses, we are covenant people and this covenant has not been met by God. So we are taking you to court. Interesting, right? (laughs) Verse five, the Lord said to Moses, walk out, in front of the people. Now, normally in Old Testament times, who knows the earth's gonna open up and about a million people are about to die. They're suing God. (laughs) And the Lord says to Moses, take your staff. Now, the people know that if Moses holds his staff, the last time he used his staff, well, he struck the waters, the waters open up. Is he gonna strike the ground and the earth's gonna open up and a half of them are gonna find themselves somewhere where they don't wanna be? The one you used to strike the water of the Nile and call some of the elders of Israel to join you. So you've got the staff, you've got the elders who are about to act as a witness. In the minds of these people, They're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, we've complained a bit too much now. This is a time of judgment. (laughs) Now, something amazing happens, and that is the Lord speaks to Moses and says, but this is what I want you to do as you enact this out. Watch what he says. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb and you shall strike the rock and the water will come out of it that the people may drink. Now watch this. The Lord is about to provide water for them, but He says to Moses that He will be standing before you there, not beside the rock, He will be standing on the rock, which means that when Moses went to hit the rock, he's essentially striking the Lord because the Lord is on the rock. And this whole picture of what should have been judgment is a picture of mercy. We see the mercy of God when we complain, when our expectations are not met when there's things in our lives where we believe, God, you should have acted a little bit differently on my behalf. God is so merciful that instead of judgment, there's compassion. Instead of separation, He brings about reconciliation. Instead of fault, there is forgiveness. God's first desire is always to show you mercy. You may have run from Him. You may have felt 
angry towards your relationship with God at times. But His heart's desire is to show you mercy. His mercy is abundant. His mercy is inexhaustible. His mercy is matchless. The mercy of our God is so rich that eternity itself cannot fathom the mercy of our God. Growing up in South Africa, we had this um, little saying I remember as a kid, if you'd bump your knee or you know, fall off your tricycle and hurt yourself, uh, there was this little saying I remember in our community and people would say, you must have done something wrong. God is punishing you. And it was part of the, the language of our culture. You've done something wrong, God must be punishing you. But how many of you know that's not who our God is? He is merciful. He's kind. He's gracious. He's compassionate. Our God is full of mercy. Paul speaks to this story. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1, Paul says this, I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. All of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them. And all of them walked through the sea on dry ground. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptised as followers of Moses. All of them ate the same spiritual food and all of them drank the same spiritual water. For they drank from the spiritual rock that travelled with them and that rock was Christ. The Lord was present on that day when the rock was struck in the person of the Son. In fact, the rock that was struck was Christ Himself. When we think of the judgment of God, which potentially could have occurred on that day, given the propensity of these people to want to sue God. And the gavel did fall on that day and judgment should have come upon Israel, but mercy and grace prevails. We see it in the most radical and beautiful story of the prodigal son who ran away, adopted in his mind the story that his father was just gonna make him like one of his hired servants. But when he comes home, his father runs to him, embraces him and welcomes him home as a son. Why? Because it's the mercy of God. Some people say, why do churches not preach more about judgment? I say this, the Lord, the Word of God says, is our husband and we are His bride. Think of a husband who's harsh towards his wife. Does his wife think, you're the best husband I've ever had. You're so nice. Next day, harsh again, best husband. Wow, what happens in a relationship like that? Chasm, separation, 
over time. Maybe the structure, but no life. But if a husband is kind towards his wife, what happens in the heart of a wife? Love pours out. And that's why the Word of God says, it's the kindness of the Lord that leads us towards repentance. If you wanna know something about God, if you wanna know something about His nature, He's merciful. He always chooses mercy. And today, if you forget everything that I've said, remember this one thing, Jesus Christ is the face of God's mercy. Because the ultimate merciful act that has taken place is the death of Jesus. That picture of the rock being struck was a picture of the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? That a thirsty world may drink from Him. That's why Jesus said, let him who is thirsty come to me and drink. Can you say amen? amen? Mercy has filled our lives. Mercy is so amazing and so rich that without, excuse me, a revelation of mercy, it's very difficult to show mercy to others. Let mercy fill your life today. Why? Because He showed you mercy. And today in our auditorium, we boldly declare that mercy has triumphed over judgment. We're right with God. We're whole in Him. We're right with our Heavenly Father. Why? Because of His mercy demonstrated and shown through Jesus Christ. Can you say Amen? I wanna remind you of the mercy of God today. I wanna draw your attention to His mercy. I want you to gaze once again at His mercy. Because when we lose sight of His mercy, we lose our gratitude. Thank You, God, for Your mercy. He's so good. He's so kind. He's so gracious. And He is merciful. Wonderful Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.